The next morning was unusually cold for so early in September. Or maybe it was just that Hermione hogged blankets like a champ. Ron reached over and tugged some back, trying in vain to get them to cover his body and his feet. Stop wiggling around, Hermione mumbled, and fitted back against him. You've got all the covers pinned under you. Hermione rolled toward him at once, bringing the blankets with her. She threw them sleepily over the top of him and lay her head on his shoulder. I'm sorry, were you cold all night? She tucked an arm around his bare chest and sighed. I don't want to wake up. Don't then. He kissed her hair. It surprised Ron how comfortable it was to sleep next to her and be with her. It felt strangely grown up, but so entirely natural that he couldn't believe they hadn't been allowed to do it for years. They'd never dare try at the burrow, but last night he'd had a chance to find the right angle against her, figure out where to fit his arms, and sleep without losing contact with her body. It was something to wake up next to Hermione Granger, with a leg draped over her hip. Really something. I have to. She pulled her arm away and made to get out of bed. Ron made an instinctive, whining sort of sound and quickly rolled toward her, clutching her there with her back pressed to him. Ron! No. You can't keep me here like this forever. Guess that's true. Go on, then. Get up. It's a bit difficult with my arms pinned. What? Can't little Miss Thinker work out a way to escape from the local bartender? Hermione started to laugh. You make us sound sordid. We are. Oh, stop it. She wriggled, trying to get away. Ron, honestly, let me go. First, promise you'll write me the second you get there. Of course I will. She yanked at her arms, but Ron kept them fastened in his own and grinned into her neck. She could outdo him with a wand, but hand-to-hand -hand combat was definitely his territory. I'll kick, she threatened after a moment. Ron grabbed her legs in a vice with his, enjoying that this was the nature of the game. Don't give your enemy a warning, he taunted. Didn't Moody teach you anything? Hermione giggled and uselessly fought him, but their playfulness didn't last long. Within minutes, she had given up and sighed. Ron, the longer we wait, the harder it is. His heart gave a terrible thud. Feeling suddenly sick to his stomach, Ron relaxed his grip and let Hermione get up. She took her clothes and robes and knapsack, doubled back for her diary with an arch look at him, and left the room. Moments later, he heard the shower running. She was really going to leave. He lay on his back, listening to the water run, thinking about the previous night in slow, exacting detail. He wanted to carry it around with him every day while she was gone. It had been past imagination, and it was going to have to get him through until Christmas. His thoughts were so engrossing that he never heard the water shut off, and it was another half hour before he heard two separate doors shutting along the hall. Everyone else was awake. He should probably move before Ginny came up here and tried to get into her room. Ron? It was too late. Ginny softly knocked at the door. You might want to come out. I think Hermione's all set. Ron scrambled to his feet and threw on his t-shirt. 
then let Ginny in without looking her in the eye. He didn't know how much girls told each other, but she was his sister, and he liked to pretend that she neither knew what he did nor did anything herself. He went quickly past to the bathroom, where he brushed his teeth before heading down the stairs. Hermione was waiting in the front room, dressed, with her knapsack on the floor beside her. I've said goodbye to everyone else, she said simply. Ron went to the knapsack and picked it up, pretending to be thrown off balance by its astounding lightness. Where are the books? he demanded. You have another suitcase around here or something? I'm not bringing any books. Just that. Completely baffled, Ron said nothing. He weighed the knapsack in his hands again before managing. You'll need more than this for four months. No, I won't. She held out a hand for the bag. Ron gave it to her, and she slung it diagonally across her body. Okay, she attempted. Well, for the first time in years, Ron had no idea what to say to her. Certainly not, I'll miss you. There weren't words for the kind of missing he was going to do, and apparently she felt the same way, because she reached out and grabbed both of his hands without another word. He had a feeling she was trying to smile bravely. The look on her face was halfway there. It was just the look in her eyes that was dark and sad. I guess, she began half-heartedly, a sharp rap on the window behind her made both of them jump. Owl, Ron muttered, letting it in. He'd never seen it before. It was silver, sleek, expensive-looking, and had the sharpest beak he'd ever seen. It wasn't a public owl, and it didn't stay a moment longer than necessary. When Ron had untied the letter from its ankle, it pushed off from his hand with rude force. Malfoy, Hermione whispered, staring at the back of the letter. Ron turned it over in his hands, and in the silver wax, an impressive seal had indeed been stamped. An enormous, gothic M, exactly like the one from Draco's ring. I knew he really would he mumbled to himself, tearing open the parchment and reading its contents without even needing to. Summons, he finally managed, his voice dry. Formal charges, I'm called to trial. And there it is. Hermione removed her knapsack and threw it on a chair. I'll go and get serious, she said anxiously, moving to the stairs. No, wait. She turned and looked at him, pale with worry. Wait, she repeated faintly. Put your bag back on and go. I'll handle this. Her eyebrows shot up and she came toward him again, shaking her head. I can't go now, she protested. How could I? I'll postpone Cortona until after this is all worked out. No. The thinker might have another apprentice by then. You can't stay. Ron couldn't believe he was saying it. He wanted her to stay more than anything and finally it looked like she was going to go ahead and do it. She stood in front of him with her hands on her hips. I'm not leaving, she said stoutly. I'm not going off and letting Malf... Ron kissed her hard, cutting off the words. I don't want your plans ruined because of Malfoy. He cleared his throat and took her hands, looking down at her fingers as he spoke. And... "'and you've stood right by me on everything important.' "'He took a deep breath and said what he knew full well "'she'd been waiting to hear. "'I want you to have whatever you want. 
I want you to go to the thinker. He never told a bigger lie in his life. Strangely, however, it was also the truth. Hermione went very still and gripped his hands in her little ones. Thank you, she finally whispered. When she looked up at him, her eyes were full of tears, but she let go of his hands and picked up her knapsack. Goodbye, Ron, she managed. Ron felt his chin tremble. Goodbye, Hermione. She tilted up her face, and he met her in a kiss so long and sweet that he wasn't sure he could bear to let her go, after all. But when she stepped back and pulled her wand, looking at him in a way she never had before, he knew that they were both doing the right thing. The difficult thing. But then, they'd learned that rule from Dumbledore. I love you, she choked. Ron opened his mouth to say it back and blinked. Hermione had already disappeared into thin air. He stared uncomprehendingly at the place where she had just been, then dropped his gaze to the letter in his hands, hoping to make some sense of the summons, to take his mind off the terribly empty spot in the room. But he couldn't read it through the tears. <laughs>